Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosher. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Why? Happy two-year anniversary. Woo! This is a doozy. And I always try to do some sort of little segue. Sometimes I hit it. And I segue into the song well. Sometimes I'm completely out of left field. We talk about food. Yeah. It makes no sense. But I, based on the song, I got a joke that I think of all the time. Every okay. time I think of the word islands, it's a terrible joke. But I just always think of it. The three guys that are on the island, they get the genie. They get three wishes. Okay. First guy wishes I could go back home. Okay. Second guy wishes I could go back home. Third guy says I'm lonely and I miss um, my friends. I, I wish they were back. Yeah. Back on the island in Kapawi. There yep. they are. So that's kind of how our podcast is. We, uh, <laughs> you guys think you're away? We're like, nope. nope. Come right on back with us. You're the third on the. You're the third in the equation. We bring um, you right back in. So islands in the stream. Kenny Rogers. Come on. Freaking Dolly Parton. Come on. Here we go. Wow. Happy anniversary. This is for us and y'all. Dolly. Kenny. Anyone who's ever loved anyone. This is just, this is wonderful. It's like a warm bath. With Kenny Rogers. <laughs> when I met you, there was peace on He might have sang this in the tub. I up to get you with a fine tooth comb. I was soft inside. Combing his beard. something the beard. You can hear the beard. You can you can feel it scratching against your face. <laughs> As Kenny Rogers hugs you warmly. Hold me closer and I feel no pain. Every beat of my heart. We got something going on. Tender love is blind. Tender love requires a dedication. Get there, oh, Dolly. Man. Hang on, hang you on. Just wait for us. You can wait. Just wait. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta deal with Kenny first. Gotta and then build. We'll get to you. Okay. So first of all, happy second anniversary. Happy two right? years. We've been doing this for two years, and uh, it's been feels like fourteen. It's been right? magnificent. I mean, it really does feel like we've been doing this podcast for at least five years. Oh man, right? We just got so much material. Yeah, and uh, and we're, we're we plan to keep running for for at least I don't know two thousand more years probably. Um, as long as there is, as long as there are podcasts 
to be done in the earth, we'll be doing the Great Song Podcast. Uh, barring, barring, what is the line from Seinfeld? Barring some unforeseen coincidence. Oh, man, that's great mm-hmm. to do a Seinfeld reference this early because, because you know what's coming with that, Kenny Rogers. That's right, you do. If you're a Seinfeld fan, you know what's coming with Kenny Rogers. Um, yeah, so... Islands in the Stream. I f- this we JP suggested this as a as a song for the second anniversary, and I immediately went, absolutely, that's it. It's a weird choice, <laughs> but it absolutely makes sense. Like we belong together. You know what I'm saying? This it represents us so well. So that's why we chose this song. But it happens to be a freaking amazing, awesome. classic monster hit. I, this song is a bigger hit than I realized. I didn't have a chance to go buy a picnic blanket T-shirt, so I, or a button-up <laughs> shirt. So I actually have a literal picnic blanket tied up, and uh, I'm just we're rocking it what? right now. I'm looking like Dolly. <laughs> That was weird. That was weird. I was like, what are we talking about right now? Okay. Uh, All right. Let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, Islands in the Stream by Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. From the 1983 Kenny Rogers album, Eyes That See in the Dark, it has since appeared on, it's all all over their greatest hits, both of them. Which is a creepy album title. Eyes That See in the Dark. Yeah. It's like, am I a bat? Do I just live here? And so now I can see in the dark. What is I, you know, Bane from, What is I? I? You adopted the dark. I was born in it. You know, yeah, that was a that was really good. good Bane. Goodness gracious, wow. that was awesome. Tom Hardy, thank you for stopping by. Man, that was awesome. It came out of nowhere. We'll take over Gotham. You just kind of jumped out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, written by Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibbs. Freaking Gibbs. Those Gibbs. Billy like, Married by them. Married by. Written, written by. by. Why did I say Mary? I don't know. Wow. Kenny and Dolly. It's, it's that effect. Goodness Listen, gracious. I'm just going to go ahead and say the sexual tension in the room is palpable. <laughs> okay? It's just the song. There's nothing you can do to stop it. It just puts out a vibe. We hope you're listening to this podcast with your significant other. Yeah. Hold hands. Yeah. Hold hands during this episode. You're going to want to make out with somebody <laughs> by the end of this. So I hope it's somebody you like, you know? I hope it's, I hope it's somebody that it, that's legal for you to happen with. Um <laughs> All right, this this song was huge. It, number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Think about that alone for a country song, right? Like this is on the on the pop end of country for that time. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, so it's still it's very much in the country milieu, right? So for that to go crossover to the point where it goes number one on the Hot 100 hasn't. I, I don't know that that's happened often since. Maybe Garth has done it. Maybe, uh, except then recently, Lil Nas X came and blew up the world with Old Town Road. <laughs> I know, right? right? Like this is this is basically the Old Town Road of 1983. Yeah, uh, it was good. country music that took over the world. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, it was number one Billboard Hot 100, number one in country chart, number one adult contemporary, number one in Australia, Austria, Canada, and top five all over the place. Like you know. Um, it is certified platinum plus, and that was in the age when to be certified platinum, you had to sell 2 million albums before you could even be certified platinum. Um, nominated for a Grammy for best pop performance by a duo or group with vocal. Uh, it lost to the police's every breath you take. Mm. That's a tough beat. Yeah. That's yeah. what are you going to do? You I know mean, what I mean? You can't be mad. Ran into a freight train. <laughs> you, you know. Um, so yeah. It's like losing a dunk competition to Jordan. It's like, yeah. Well, okay. Exactly. Yeah, no. exactly. It doesn't really matter. It was Jordan. I got if I'd have lost Jordan. to Harold Minor, I'd be like, you know, come on. <laughs> yeah. I know you're baby Jordan, but <laughs> right. I can lose to Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
CMT, country music television, that is, uh, which used to be a thing. I don't even know if it really, it probably just shows movies now like every every other station does. Uh, Some reality show about a house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, CMT named Islands in the Stream the number one country duet of all time. Wow. Okay, And that's not a list that you just throw around, right? This is CMT, mm-hmm. so this, that has some, carries some weight, right? So, of course, I had to look up at least the top Okay, few. I was going to ask if there yeah. was, who are our competitors? So, starting at number 12, they, they did a thing of the top 100. Okay. And then they had a TV special that showcased the top 12 where they all got performed. Okay, okay, that's cool. So Kenny and Dolly got back together to come perform this on the show. Awesome. Um, so starting at number 12 and working backwards, uh, number 12 was The Whiskey Ain't Working by Travis Tritt and Marty Stewart. You remember that? Calls the whiskey ain't working anymore. Anyway. Um, number 11 was When I Said I Do by Clint Black and Lisa Hartman Black. No? Okay. I vaguely, I don't know. I, I was away from country music for a time, so... Um, number 10, a lot of, cl- lot of classics on here though, like old school country. Okay. Um, number 10, After the Fire is Gone by Conway Twitty and Loretta okay. Lynn. Yeah, there we go. Uh, number nine, Does He Love You by Reba McIntyre and Linda Davis. I'd forgotten about that Two song. Two girls. Two girls. And it's, yeah. it's a conversation between them. Well, they neat. just found out that their dude is cheating. You know what I'm saying? Is he like, does he love you? Like it's, that, it's oh, a heavy I song. Need, I need to look up that song. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, number eight, Every Time Two Fools Collide by Kenny Rogers and Dottie West. Number seven, You and I by Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale. I don't remember that song at all, but it makes sense for Eddie Rabbit for and Crystal too. Gale yeah. to have had it. Yeah. I feel like they had the same album cover. <laughs> right? I feel all like they're the exactly the same. Yeah. Um, number six, You're the Reason God Made Oklahoma by David Frizzell and Shelley West. Number five, We're Gonna Hold On by George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Number four, Jackson by Johnny Cash and June Carter oh, Cash. I mean, that's, that's legendary, yeah. How right? How's that not one? That's what I'm saying. So that's number four. That shows you the uh-huh. the uh, impact of this song, yep. that Jackson was number four. Um, number three, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow oh, Up to Be yeah. Cowboys, Willie and Waylon. Yeah, my goodness. Number two, Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man by Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn. And number one, Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers. That's how Dolly it's Parton. not number one. That's number one. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how. Um, I have one question before we get further in, okay? Because this is something I, I've always, I don't know, something that, that I was just thinking about. How old did you think Dolly and Kenny were in the mid-80s? When, okay. When you're a kid, you see, you see Dolly and Kenny on the 1984 Grammys performing the song, uh, or maybe it was 86. Um, how old did you think they were? And I don't know. When you're growing up, oh, Kenny Rogers, he's... 50. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 20. That's what I, 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 no, I think he's in his 50s. 50s. Yeah, I would have thought he's in his 50s. Older. And, and Dolly, it just seems to me like I've always thought of Dolly Parton that, as an old They've woman. always been old. I don't know if yeah. it's her name or if her voice or what, but I've just always thought, and there's that thing of when you're, when you're, you know, when you're six, people who are 20 are old, are the yeah. same as people who are That's 80. That's a good point. Almost, yeah. you know, but uh, I just always thought that they were old, but now I'm realizing as I get older, the thing weren't that old, uh-huh. right? Uh, Dolly was thirty eight at the time. Okay, she was born. She's our age. Yeah, she's she's yeah she was our age. Uh, she was born in nineteen forty six, and Kenny was forty four. Okay, he was. I mean, he was he was still in his prime. Still promise. Yeah. So um, they were. I mean, it was it was perfect timing for them. Um, but I, yeah, I always 
Kenny Rogers is one of those people because he went gray early. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So he's it's he's always, always looked like a grandfather. Yeah, he's like, been grandfather like Kenny since Steve he was Martin in, has looked like a grandfather since he was twenty. Yep. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It's just one of those things. So I had no gauge on how old Kenny Rogers. My mom was had ever. gray hair at nineteen. I love no, you, mom. But no that's kidding. Weird. Yeah, she had this patch of front gray hair that she's always, oh, like the patch, the front patch. I'm a big fan of the patch. Okay, I like the patch. Bonnie Raitt has uh-huh. got the, the streak. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wasn't John Henson that used to host Talk Soup? Do you remember him? He was like, Oh, I was thinking, I thought you were talking about the Muppets guy. No, that Jim Henson. Jim Henson, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I I like the, I like the patch. There you go. I'm a big fan. Um, anyway, a little bit more. Let's see. This was originally written with Marvin Gaye in mind. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. No. So, so the Gibbs, the Bee Gees wrote the song, but the the original intent was to take it more of an R&B direction. Man, and, that's complete opposite. Yeah, they wanted it for Marvin Gaye, and uh, and it ended up in the hands of Kenny Rogers. And actually, literally right before we pressed to record, I saw an article that, that we had missed in research about how Kenny got Dolly to sing on it, that it was originally just for Kenny. And, um, and it was, so he had recorded it, according to this article that I read, that was an interview with him, so I'm going to take it as trustworthy, at least from his point of view. Um, and he had, he had recorded it and had already been like living with it for a few days, you know, listening back to tapes and stuff like that. And he said like, he knew the song was special knew the song was great, but thought it was missing something essential. And, um, and so they were talking about it and he said, you know, we need, we need Dolly Parton on this song. And she just happened to be recording in the same studio at the same time. So basically walked in, they made the, uh, uh, I'm, I'm adding this in, I'm assuming that they made the arrangement changes that the key change for her sure. was not built into the song. Um, and, uh, and just threw her on the song and she came in and killed it. And that was islands in the stream. Boom. Instant classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, uh, the title comes from an Ernest Hemingway novel, uh, that was published it was the first Ernest Hemingway novel that was published after his death. Um, and then there was a movie that was made based on the novel. Uh, and as I understand it, the novel was, I don't read, I don't like to read, I don't enjoy it, it's not my thing. But I read a little bit about the book. I didn't read the book, but I read about, I read the, about book. the book. Yeah, tell me about the book. Um, that it was basically three stories combined into one kind of work. Um, and and named Islands in the Stream. So it was about a guy in a boat. I think all Hemingway is a guy in a boat. Somewhere. I, I think, yeah. most of it. It's a guy who doesn't want to talk about his feelings on a boat. Um, <laughs> somebody correct me if I'm wrong on Hemingway here, but that's the gist that I get. Literal is, geniuses we are. Yeah, literary, literary geniuses. Literary geniuses. It's a, it's a stoic guy on a boat. With a beard. And he has, yeah, he has at least the the, the, scruff. the really hard stubble. You know what yeah. I mean? Like some, I get soft stubble, but the, Hemingway's guys have stubble that can cut glass. You know what I mean? And just chiseled jaws and they frown a lot and they smell like old spice. Dirty fingernails. It's hot. Just hot and <laughs> sticky. And, and he's on a boat. You know? <laughs> so... That's what I. That's what I think the book Islands in the Stream is about. It's not about Kenny and Dolly making out. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah. Anyway, best I can tell. I don't read. Um, what do you? You got any sort of general thoughts on this before we move into Man, Kenny and Dolly and some theory? I'm all over the place. I got a huge band section, a cover section, uh, facts on the album. I mean, they, this. He had two songs called. He had one song called "Buried Treasure," uh-huh. and then he had another song called "Buried Treasures." Really? Yeah, it's like different. Songs. So it's it must have been a thing where like he thought the second one was better enough I than guess. the first one that it was worth recording a song with almost the exact same. Title. He also has a song called "I Will Always Love You." 
yeah. which is but not he, the Dolly song. Not the Dolly song. He did record. He recorded the Dolly song later, but I think that's kind of neat that they're synced up there. Um, the, the it was competed with uh, Liberty Records on this. It, uh, the one that beat it out or was on here was "We've Got Tonight." With yeah, it, yeah. but that's Kenny Rogers' version. Yeah, yeah. He he sang the song with Sheena Easton, and I think it's cool that he asked Bob Seger. He's like, you know, what do you think if I do this song? And Bob Seger's quote is like, "Yeah, I think my mom will love it." <laughs> <laughs> you burnt. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> but he gave it to him, and he did big things. I didn't even know Kenny Rogers had a version until I heard it on the radio the other day. Yeah. Oh, well, really? Like, yeah, I heard it on the radio. I was like, "That's so." Random. I was like, "That's what we've got tonight," but that's not Bob Seger. Yeah. I was like, "That's somebody else." Man. He kind of is the country Bob Seger. Yeah. That makes total sense. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? My mom will love it. My mom it. will love it. That's, That's good job, Bob. Amazing. Well done on that. Um, I mean, yeah, we could – I was going to talk about the uh, the key change. I don't know if we want to go ahead and go there. We yeah, say let's, let's do it. So, so the song's in C. Yes. Key of C. Anybody can sit down at a piano and play it. But it does this key change where it goes from C to A flat. A flat. Weird, yeah. weird key change, and it doesn't transition extremely well. There's no transition it's chord. It's instant. just there. It's like yeah. bam. Yeah, and uh, and and Dolly's melody. So it's it, it transitions on Dolly's verse, and her melody starts there. Like it's not like they right hit a there. chord. She's got to have her pitch right. Mm-hmm. So in a situation like this, what you've got to do is you've got to find your pitch relative to the old key and the new key, mm-hmm. and find where your pitch falls. And you got to hit it right on. Yeah, talent. And, and so what happens? Okay, so we're in the key of C, going two steps down for a key, two whole steps down for a key change. That only happens in duets. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If, if or you go from male vocalist to female vocalist, or yeah. vice versa, right? And they are wildly different in range. You know what I mean? Um, for the for the melody of that particular song. If you're doing a key change as an individual, it's almost always a up, right? Mm-hmm. It's a half yep. step up or a whole step up, and it adds emotion, you know, or it adds something like that, right? It adds some some push and pull to the song. So this goes down, but the octave goes up Correct. because it's a female. That's Brilliant. Right. And, Brilliant, and it and it puts it puts Kenny's. It puts Kenny's harmony vocals higher up than his much higher up than his lead vocals were mm-hmm. in the first verse. So it also adds emotion, but by a totally different method. Um, so what you're going to hear is I'm going to play it, and then we'll and then we'll analyze it a little bit. You're going to hear the end of the first chorus, and then Dolly coming in with the same melody but in the new key. So what she does, her first note is actually a C. So all she has to do, really, to be able to pull this key change off is know, okay, here I'm in, uh, I'm in C, that's where we started, and my melody starts, right? But, but that was the root before, 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 right? We were in this key, and then islands in the stream, okay? Uh-huh. And then she has to go. Now we're in A flat. Which a C note is in the key of A flat. That's correct. So. It is the it is the major third mm-hmm. the in three. the key of uh of A flat. So you just have to find your note and say, okay, where does it fit tonally with these two keys? De- if the if the if the if the two keys have that note in common, you're golden, mm-hmm. right? Because you just gotta 
mentally grab that note and know, okay, I'm going to start here, and then my next note is up a flat third, and I'm going to trust the chord to be underneath me, yeah. right? I'm, I'm going there. I'm going C, E flat, uh-huh. and so you guys better have that A flat chord <laughs> yeah. under me. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's going to sound like I just went minor on Islands in the Stream <laughs> for the second verse. So That's, That goes from tub to spa. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, really neat, uh, really neat thing, and it just sounds like you know it's she pulls this key change you know out of nowhere. It's it's, it's very cool, uh, man. Dolly was good, like I mean, is Dolly still is good? Sure. You know, God preserve her life for a hundred more years. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like she her voice is something really unique. You know, Dolly immediately. I can't wait I mean? to to speak on her in uh, the meet the band section. I'm yeah. sure you've got some Dolly stuff as I do too. Absolutely. Um, while we're talking a little bit, a little bit of theory, um, I got a, a, just a, f- a few, few notes on this. Um, the, where, where this song really like, it feels great immediately, right? Mm-hmm. It, do, it does. It feels like you're taking a warm bath with Kenny Rogers, as we <laughs> said, as we said. Okay. And that's fair. It definitely does. Um, but where this song really, <laughs> really goes next level in the feels for me is, um, is the pre-chorus, okay? I'm calling it the pre-chorus. It's really the, the second part of the verse. But the verse has two stanzas and then a third stanza that's different musically, and then it goes into the chorus, okay? And it's it goes to this, and this is where the this is where the Gibbs come in as far as the songwriting, because it goes to a four major seven chord, okay? And then it goes to a four minor major seven chord. So in the key of C, we're talking about an F major seven chord, which is F A C E. Okay. That's mm-hmm. the major seven. And then the next chord with the melody goes to a F a flat C, which is the minor with still an E in the melody. Okay. So they go tender love is blind. That's your major seven. It requires a dedication. Then, but, uh, on in the, uh, 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 it's a, it's a tritone away from each other. Okay. It's two, it's two major thirds away from each other. You get this weird, or, I'm sorry, it's not a tritone. It's an augmented fifth away from each other, um, which is two major thirds of a jump. So let me hear it. Let's play it, okay, and then I'll tell you what I'm talking about. But the, but the, the feels I get from, that, from those transition chords, it's like if I wasn't sure about hopping in the tub with Kenny, <laughs> I definitely am <laughs> after those chords. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So let's let me play it for you. <laughs> right here. Tender love is blind. It requires a dedication. We're going. Oh yeah. That's a four minor with a major seven, which is a very unusual chord. You, really, the only time you hear that chord in you don't you don't hear that chord in pop music hardly ever at all, especially not country you know country music. Um, it's uh, it's usually you hear it as like a a resolution of of a jazz mystery score. It'll that's where you hear like a the beginning chord of Shape of My Heart by Sting. That's okay. not a uh, that chord. That that weird sounding mysterious chord mm-hmm. is a major is a minor major seven chord. I think it may, maybe a minor. Major nine chord in Sting's case, but same diff. Um, sorry, we're still laughing about getting Kenny in the bath. Rogers. Kenny Rogers, I'm sorry. Um, I love the way the rhythm hammers away on the chorus. Islands in the stream, that is what mm-hmm. we are. 
Attack. No one in between. It's just, it, yeah, it's this relentless uh-huh. rhythm of the melody. It hooks you in, you know uh-huh. what I mean? And you, there's no uncertainty about where the next line lands. You yep. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's just over and over and over, and you have no choice but to get with it. It will, you will succumb to the rhythm of the melody. You have no choice. Um, the, I want to point out the guitar lick at minute two, second six. There's not many like guitar licks in here. Okay. It's very, I'd... it's got sparse production as far as it's very tight production. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's there's... vocally driven. It's not musically. They don't. They don't highlight the musicians in this. This highlights Kenny and Dolly. Right. The big lick in this song is a bump. Bah, you know what I mean? Like that's the that's, <laughs> that's what they do moment. in between stanzas. It's you know whatever. Now later we'll get to the horn line, mm-hmm. which is ugh, so good. But uh, but yeah, that's the like. There's not much here. So but but this thing. I mean, I've remembered this since I was a literal child listening to this in the backseat of my parents' car. You know what I'm saying? I was three when this song came out, and obviously it got a lot of radio play for several years. So I'm not claiming I remembered this as from being a three year old, but like. This I was waiting for this because I haven't listened to this song in years, yeah, a decade. Uh, but listening for this this lick right here, it's so subtle and stupid, but man, it does it for me. Check it out. This could be the year for the real thing. No more will you that's it. It's literally bang bang. I was waiting bang, for what you were talking no, about. That's it. It's the super clean. Uh-huh. It's just a little bit of vibrato on it. Bang bang. <laughs> but I love it so much. It's so subtle, but it's like, I, honestly, that could have been one of the Bee Gees. I'm, I'm assuming it was been. a guitar, but it could have just been. <laughs> one of them in the, you know. Somebody over there having a seizure in the Back corner. of the mic. Yeah. They're like, Barry, get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> keep this sneaking is, in. This is Kenny. He's re- actually, he's really recording. The, you see the red light? <laughs> Barry, come on. He's like, sorry. Um, I did, that was a terrible Barry Gibb. I don't know. I should leave that to Barry Jimmy didn't Fallon. come. Barry didn't come by. No, he no. Barry <laughs> did not stop by. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, from the from the second verse on, this is Dolly's song. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was Kenny's song, but from the second verse on, it belongs to Dolly. Correct. Melodically, she's in charge. Carries the lead. Yeah, and and Kenny's just you know singing back up greatly. I'm not I'm not oh, saying. Yeah. I'm not diminishing his role. I'm just saying she she carries the rest of the song. Um, They're both good backup singers. Yeah. Like, they both sing the harmony part very well, and they don't step on the toes of the other one. Mm-hmm. Fits nicely. One thing that we, while we were listening to the song, one thing that we both picked up on was they, there's these, um, there's these spots in the melody that give them an opportunity, and I don't know whose idea it was first, but they do what's called a sforzando while they're singing, which means... You're loud, and then you get suddenly quiet, and then you build back up. And so you get this, ah, 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 and they, they do that together in the verses. Let me, let me find it so you can hear what, I'm, hear what I'm talking about. And then um, it's just one of the many things that they do to complement each other vocally. There was something going. Listen for Can't Explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do something to me that I can't explain. It sounds like it sounds like a, a sidechain compressor. If you're a producer person and you've ever used a sidechain compressor, I think we might have even talked about that on the pod. Where it it you get the very attack and then it sucks out the volume and then gives it back to you. I can't explain a very Bee Gees thing too. So yeah. that could have been in Barry's demo. Could have been, and you know whatever. But that but they do it together to complement each other. So whoever's idea it was, the other person went. I'm following you on that. I'm not just going to sing the the melody or sing the harmony. I'm going to. 
I'm going to actually may back out of the mic together. Right. Like, yeah. That's kind of how I visualize it. That's it? true. It could be that uh, back away from the mic. Yeah. Um, but they, I, their voices just work so well together. Mm-hmm. Kenny has a, Kenny has a really rich, uh, voice that covers a lot of ground. Thick. Yeah. It's his voice is a soft pillow to land on. And Dolly's is very focused and very, um, thin, to the point. Thin in an EQ way. I don't mm-hmm. mean thin in a bad, you know, that it's in, incomplete sounding, but it it doesn't occupy much space on the on the spectrum. Kind of pierces, kind of cuts. It's <clears throat> yeah, better. yeah. And so they they fit together really, really, really well. And they, like you said, they don't step on each other's toes. They're they're very in sync. Uh, you know what I mean? So perfect. And this this is why they've done a billion other duets together. They did a Christmas album that was all duets. You know, they've done other, other hit songs with each other after this because it just works. You find yourself a good duet partner. You can get a lot done. You know what I mean? If your voices compliment each other, the ways that theirs do. Um, so, uh, man, I, I mean, I got, I have so much to talk about. Me too. I don't know. Let's just, why don't we, you should talk for a second. Let's, why don't we meet the band? I'll speed through the band. Let's go. Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. All right, we're going to meet the band on this. I'm going to go as fast as I can because there's a lot to talk about. All kinds of horn players, so I won't say anything about them. Peter Graves, <laughs> Witt Seidner, Ken Falk, Neil Basanti. There you go. Peter Graves from Unsolved Mysteries? I don't think it's the same Peter Graves. Oh, okay. On drums, Ronald Tubby Ziegler. All kinds of stuff with Andy and Barry Gibb, obviously. Stephen Stills and Aretha Franklin. On percussion, Joe Lala. Died in 2014, but before that he did some voiceovers for video games. Jimmy Neutron, Johnny Bravo, Batman Animated Series. Played on all kinds of projects. The Birds, Whitney Houston, Bee Gees, and one famous percussion part that I really want to hear on a Bee Gees song. You Should Be Dancing. Play the intro oh. to You Should Be Dancing, the percussion part. This is Joe Lala. I think this is his best percussion part. Really? That's my thought. Tell me what you think. Quite a claim. His best. Not the best Not ever. the best. Sure. This is Joe's best. Here we go. Okay, good job, Joe. As we speed along on piano slash keys, George Bitzer, uh, stuffed with Barbara Streisand, the Bellamy Brothers, Dionne Warwick, and Holland Oates. Another piano slash keys slash producer slash co-writer, Albie Galutin, famous guy. That's right. Man. We've talked about him. We have talked about him. Wrote Night Fever, Staying Alive, and How Deep Is Your Love with the Bee Gees. That's enough right there, but he also did stuff with Clapton, Knocking on Heaven's Door. He wrote that. Stuff with Dion Warwick and stuff with Barbara Streisand. Um, on banjo, on this album, but not on this track, but I like this guy just because he's from La Follette, Tennessee, and he was in Roy Acuff's band. He played banjo for Roy Acuff, so I'm going to give him a little shout-out. Larry McNeely, there you go, one of our neighbors. On guitar, blues guitarist George Terry. Um, that was him. That's the guy playing Rob's note. Um, best thing I could find on him, he did stuff with the Bellamy Brothers, but he wrote Lay Down Sally. The Clapton song. No kidding. Absolutely. Want to play a little Lay Down Sally? Yeah, I mean, yes, Absolutely. Of Any chance we can sample this? Great melody. Lay down Sally. Perfect. Wow. I'm resting in my arms. Don't you think you want someone to talk to? Lay down Sally. Lay down Sally. Lay down 
That guitar part sounds like a John Anderson melody. Sure does. You're right. Uh, George Terry, good job on that. The yeah. other guitar player, uh, Tim Renwick, went to the same school as Sid Barrett and Roger Waters. Of course. Played in the Alan Parsons rhythm section. Did work with Elton John, David Bowie, and of course the Gibbs. Toured with Clapton on the Behind the Sun tour, which was wow. one of my favorite tours. Um, one with Phil Collins. It's got Forever Man that we talked about last week. Not the Drake song, but the Clapton song, Forever sure. Man. Uh, so we got to be with Clapton in his cool phase with his awesome jacket and everything. <laughs> then... He toured with Pink Floyd, and okay. from then he toured with Mike and the Mechanics. Huh. What? Not this a bad guy career. lived our dream. Seriously? He played with Clapton, <laughs> then Pink Floyd, then Mike and the Mechanics. Yeah. I'd never heard of him until yeah. this. So he's just the other guitar guy wow. everywhere. Good, Good job, for that dude. Tim Renwick, new hero. Um, on bass, Maurice Gibb. Yeah, yeah really? I, absolutely. There's your bass player on this. Wow. So I'm not going to do anything on Maurice because we may do a BG's episode one day. Um, guitar and backing vocals, Barry Gibb. Okay. He did some, so that he probably was back there singing. It was him, yeah. Yeah. Played some guitar on that as well, too. Um, so I sped through that portion because I wanted to leave a little time for us to talk about Dolly and Kenny. Yeah. Um, so got to talk about them. Got to talk about them. So I'll start with a little bit on Dolly, Rebecca Parton. Okay. And then I'll let you throw in some things as you feel needed. I mean, this section could run long. Dollywood. Seriously. Uh, Dixie Stampede. Awesome yeah. show where you can eat food with your hands and watch right. a cowboy show. It's just Stampede now. Uh, oh, they, it they is. Took, they took Dixie out of it officially, yes. Really? It is, it is Dolly Parton's Stampede. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, I Will Always Love You, monster song of hers. Jeez. Jolene. Um, another goodie. I, like I think I think I mentioned this once, but she said in a in a in an interview that came out this year that she was going through some old tapes and she realized that she wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You on the same day. Goodness gracious. On the same same what writing session. That's awesome. She wrote both those. She was like, that was a good day. That was a good day. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. She's had 25 songs to reach number one. That's crazy. 25. 41 career top 10 country albums. And she's won. Albums. Albums. 41 career top 41 10 albums. Albums. What? Who what? even records? What are, the, what are the odds? In the words of that- Little John. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What what I like that you said little John. You put not the, little John. I put the T's in there. You added T's. I did. Yeah. Little uh, John. Little in the words of in the words of small Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, d- d- like who 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 what band or artist that has started their career in the last 20 years is going to record 40 albums. Period. Much less have 40 that crack the top 10. You know what I'm saying? Like Who's who? Who's out there that might record forty albums? Is you two? That's going back even farther. Is you two ever going to record forty albums? Dave Matthews will no. record forty albums, but they're all live, so yeah. they don't really count. Pearl Jam live. That doesn't. Yeah, like who's going to put out forty studio albums? Nobody. Yeah, nobody does that anymore. But this is in the era where you might put out two in the same year. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was just compete crazy. with yourself. Yeah, one of seven females to win the Country Music Association Entertainer of the Year. Did you write down all the ones? That did? No. I did. Loretta Lynn, Barbara Mandrell, Reba McIntyre, Shania Twain, Taylor Swift, and <laughs> the Dixie Chicks. They, oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. They definitely had a moment. Um, Golden Globes. She's won Golden Globes. Okay, it's yeah. a fun game. How many Dolly movies can you name? 
Not very many. I could only name three. I know she's okay, got a bunch. I, I can do more than that. Okay. I know she was in. Uh, she was in that one with Queen Latifah most recently, singing something about singing. Uh, they were they're okay. like is they like revived a choir. You can't really start with one if you miss the title. Yeah, come okay, on. Give nine it to, to me. five. I know yeah, that one. Nine to five. Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias and Rhinestone is the only other one I know. Is oh, Sylvester Stallone. Rhinestone. The, the, uh, the, those are the only ones. The I best know. little whorehouse in Texas. Oh, okay. With that Burt was Reynolds. the first one. Yeah, with Burt um, Reynolds. yeah, that's right. What was the one with Queen Latifah called? It's called like. Sing it out. Let it sing. Be a voice. Something like that. Win the lost. It had an exclamation point in it. I'm almost okay. positive. You got any more? Yeah, I got tons on. I took tons on her. Oh, oh I you mean, mean more movies? I feel like there's at least one more that I should be like, yeah, Everybody I know that, spit but that I don't one know what it is. Anyway, okay. Brought up in the Church of God. Uh, yeah. Jake Owens, not Jake Owens the singer, but Jake Owens, her grandfather was a pastor. Country star, pop star, variety stove star. I mean, goodness. Of all the songs we could play by her, have you heard her do Sean? Man, I'm so glad you said that. I was unaware of this. Yeah. But she won a Grammy for her cover of Shine by Collective Soul. Play a little of it while I we're talking. I definitely about think we need to listen to it. You need to, to take it. a gander. She won a Grammy in 2001 for Best Female Country Vocal Performance for her version of Shine. watch the video it looks like a 2001 video like they tried to make it cool kind of looking you know give me I mean? a word give me a sign show me where to look and tell me what will i find what will i find lay me on the ground fly me in the sky show me where to look and tell me what will i find what will i find it cracks me up that they left the yeah in for her. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. Oh, no, but they only did the hit one time. Yeah. Oh, heaven let you shine. It's That's good. good. Yeah. And it's and it gets there too. By the end, it gets bigger, it gets, and she's doing more vocally. Yeah. It's very nice. I don't hate really. it. No, I don't hate it at all. Couple of a uh, couple of players from Nickel Creek in there on the. Um, I'm a huge fan of the original, so I yeah. didn't think I would like it, but I, I don't hate on it. Oh, I could see that song being on the podcast one day. Yeah, I, yeah, I would. I'd be down for that for sure. Um, yeah, that's so good. She like she is a performer. Period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Performance in is, all aspects is natural for her. Mm-hmm. She's such a natural. Uh, she just has it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's crazy. My grandfather was in love with her. As well he should have been. That's all right. We were talking about this before the show. Like, I didn't realize this as a kid, but Dolly Parton was hot. Like, she had everything. You know what I mean? She could really sing. She was good looking. She, there, was, there's, there was nothing about Dolly Parton that was undesirable. And she's sweet. You know what I mean? She's kind. Sweet lady. Grew up in the church. Come on. Goodness Wait, I mean, come on. Come on. There you go. Come um, had a hit with Brad Paisley, When I Get Where I'm Going. Pretty oh, yeah. Hit. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was her on that. Oh, I that's think, a good song. She did that on him, right? With him, I'm I don't sure. know. It might have been somebody else. <laughs> Maybe she did his song. Maybe we we do. Podcasts. We gave her credit for that. It could have been Leanne Womack. Now we that do I podcast think about it. journalism. Hang know. on, now we got to look it up. I think I'll... she did some parts on there. Featured Dolly Parton. Gonna walk with my granddaddy. Oh man, I forgot about this song. That's gonna make me cry, dude. I'm all right. No, listen to that. No, how about that? Well, we were right. Yeah. Sometimes I second guess myself. <laughs> dodged a bullet on that. What's the thing about pigs and truffles? <laughs> <laughs> that one. 
Kenneth Ray Rogers? Let's talk on. Or you got some more on Dolly? Uh, yeah, I got a little more on Dolly. Hit, hit on Dolly. Okay. A little bit. Hit on Dolly. Because <laughs> Dolly, hey, hey how, how you doing? I already Dolly. said you were hot. All right. Um, okay, so she's got eight Grammy wins, and this is not a print. This is not a misprint. This is verified this is research. This is verified info, Chicago Review man that gave us two stars for inaccuracy. <laughs> eight Grammy wins and 47. Grammy nominations. What in the world? 47 verified through Grammy.com. 47 nominations. In case you're wondering, that's not even close to the top. Oh. It's insane. The top three most Grammy nominations as of 2019 are Jay-Z with 77, Paul McCartney with 78, and Quincy Jones with 80 Grammy nominations. I mean... But come on, 47, what would you have to do to get nominated for 47 Grammys? Goodness gracious. Right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, these are, these are numbers. These are like Lou Gehrig's, you know what I mean? These are, these are your Babe Ruth. Uh, Joe, Young. The Joe DiMaggio hit streak. These are those kind of numbers that, like, nobody else is going to come close to anymore. You know what I'm saying? Much less, I mean, Quincy's got it locked up forever. Yeah. McCartney's not winning any more Grammys. Quincy still could. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because his, his are as producer, songwriter, blah, 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 blah. Not to say that he doesn't have to do much, but there's not as oh, much. Oh, no. But you still have to be involved. But, yeah. But the work that... But he might produce 20 artists mm-hmm. in a year's get time. better chances. Yeah, exactly. Uh, odds alone. And, yeah. and being one of the all-time legendary greats. Everybody wants to have him. Yeah. yeah that's true. So, yeah. So, I'm just saying, nobody's going to catch Quincy, I don't think. Uh, Jay-Z, Jay-Z could. He's I, young. That's, that's 77. Young-ish. That's, that's and he's a, got Beyonce to help that's him. That's a lot. Yeah, that's true. He could. He, he could do it. good recruiting street cred. Um, back to Dolly. She started as a songwriter for other artists, uh, like I believe you said, moved on to a solo career in 1967. Had, she's done tons of duets throughout her career. She didn't just start with Kenny. She'd been doing duets with Porter Wagner for years on his uh, show and then, and then recording with him. Um, she has 25 certified gold, platinum, and multi-platinum awards. 25 gold and platinums. Uh, she's had 25 songs reach number one on the Billboard country charts, uh, like you said. 41 career top 10 country albums. And uh, she has 110 career charted singles over the past 40 years. That's, I mean, 110 singles that made the charts that's not even counting the ones that she you know whatever uh she's garnered nine grammy awards two academy awards 10 cmas seven acms those are two different things and three american music awards and is one of only you said that um she's written over three thousand songs like that's crazy right i want to mention because i because i've uh i've had four kids at home uh the dolly parton imagination library Okay. Which is an awesome yeah. thing that she does where um, she started the, the Dolly Parton Imagina- Imagination Library. They just send your kid free books. You basically, you basically send, send them an email that says, hey, I had a kid. And they go, <laughs> okay, we're going to send you one book a month for the next five years for each kid. So, like, we've been getting a book a month at my house from <laughs> and Dolly Parton. read. He's yeah. self, self-proclaimed I, I non-reader. But she, but, she sends, but she sends me books that are on my level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff about, like, what colors are and- <laughs> You know what I mean? So I can dig the Dolly Parton books. She sends she sends books for me. <laughs> Counting you know by saying? twos. No, it's awesome. It's, but it's books for it's books for little kids for you to read to your kids to help with you know child literacy and blah blah blah. Big thing to her because she you know she grew up in the 
Appalachian region, which has a very high poverty rate, very low literacy rate, education, plummet, you know, all that stuff. So she, that's one of the things that she does, one of many things that she does to try to give back to that community. She basically, you mentioned Dollywood, which is located in the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, uh, Sevierville area. Dolly Parton basically owns Sevierville, Tennessee. I mean, it's literally, it's it's almost just Dolly's town. You know what I mean? She's so huge there. And if you've ha- never taken a vacation to Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg, do it. Hey, it's awesome. It is. Get yourself a spray painted T shirt yes, with exactly. some wolves on it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. Great Smoky Mountains National Park is the nation's most visited national park. How, How about, about that? that? How about that? Look at that. Yeah. So it really is. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's got some touristy kitschy stuff. And Go it's to got, the Pancake got Pantry. Got yeah. Right. Do it. Just do it up. Solid. Um, yeah, great Ripley's Believe It or Not yeah. Museum. Black downtown. Bear Jamboree. <laughs> exactly. Play some Sir Goonies mini golf. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I want to mention, this is not out yet as of recording date, but a 2019 release is scheduled for an eight-episode chronicle of Dolly's career on Netflix called, oh, cool. called Heartstrings. Um, and it's not available yet, but it is still slated for a 2019 release, so there's still some time left. But be checking on, if you're a big Dolly fan, she is partnered with Netflix to basically tell her, I don't think it's her life story. They kind of did that with a miniseries, The Code of Many Colors, a couple years back on, uh, I forget what network it was on, but uh, you know, it was, it was a couple-night miniseries. Um, but this is uh, a particularly, I think, about her career. And it's going to be an eight-episode thing that spans, you know, kind of from the beginning, her career to now. So That'll be good. Keep on that. Be a good watch. Tell us about uh, Kenny. Kenneth Ray Rogers, the gambler himself. The gambler. Guest of the Muppet Show. And let's just go ahead and throw <laughs> it out there. I want to be a guest on the Muppet Show. Man, how awesome. Yeah. How awesome would that be? Uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters. Let's just yeah. go ahead and jump right Come on. Come on. Closed all of its U.S. locations, sadly. <laughs> but <laughs> it's still big in Asia. Is it really? In Malaysia. Yeah, it's called... Um, it's called Kenny Rogers Roasters out there, but apparently this other chain called Cluckers, another small chain, uh, used to chain the, they said they copied their recipe. They said Kenny Rogers copied their recipe. Those Cluckers. Uh, so they, they, they came after him. Healthy eating advocates, those Kenny Rogers Roasters, as their tagline is, less fat, less salt, less calories. Huh. Yeah. Um, he got his start, Kenny Rogers, that is. And we can obviously talk about the the Seinfeld episode. The yeah, Kenny, man, bad chicken, man, so, mess you up. So good, so good. Um, he got to start playing double bass for New Christie Minstrels. Um, didn't realize that. Didn't know he was a double bass player. I didn't either. Yeah, it's like so, a jazz trio or jazz combo. Yeah, of yeah some so sort. He, that launched the career of him, Barry McGuire, and Kim Carnes. How about that? Really? Yeah, it's random. All over the place. Wow. Sang, he sang on "We Are the World." Yep. One of the best names for an album I've ever heard, 2003. And it's funny, we were talking about Ben Rector before, but he had an album called You Can't Make Old Friends, where yeah. he just had his old friends come on there, and I think that's great. Final concert was in 2017. The final one he ever did was right here in Nashville at the Bridgestone. I had a chance to go, and I kind of regret not going oh, now. Yeah. Man, looking you back should. at it, I should have gone. His last song, sang with Dolly for the last time, sang this one. Oh, Goodness gracious. I missed man. it. Oh, you blew it. Blew it. You Had blew my chance. It. He also sang with uh, Jamie Johnson, Lionel Richie, the Judds, Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge Boys, etc. He got big into sprint car racing. I thought you were just going to say, he got big. He got big. He got, then he got, he got better. Then he trimmed yeah. it down. He, he cut down on the chicken. Now, but then he got into sprint car racing with Gambler Chassis Company. Um, which is chassis, found, I think that's chassis. 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 I'm in the car business. Don't <laughs> worry. I definitely said chassis, and I am in the car business. Chassis, I know that. Founded by C.K. Spurlock in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which I mentioned that because it was on 128D Volunteer Drive, for those of y'all that are in Hendersonville, 
which is less than a mile than where we're recording right now. Oh, that's cool. So as soon as we finish this, we're going to drive to 128D Volunteer Drive okay. and, and soak in the wonderment of Islands in the Stream with our good friend. Uh, Get ourselves some chassis. That's right. <laughs> going to go talk cars. That's right. Roll up our sleeves and talk chassis. Passy, <laughs> goodness gracious, I just got fired. Um, so yeah, you got anything on Kenneth Ray Rogers? I do, man. Uh, over 120 album. Excuse, yes, 120 <laughs> albums sold. Wow, <laughs> he's amazing. What a career! Right up there with our podcast numbers. <laughs> what a career. Over 120 million <laughs> like, albums sold. Like Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest, <laughs> sold about 642 copies. <laughs> Home Alone. There you go. Uh, he is one of the top 10 best-selling male artists ever according to the Recording Industry Association of America. 120-plus hit singles. Like, even more than Dolly. He's charted more singles than Dolly. Uh, he has spent a cumulative 200-plus weeks atop the country and pop album charts in the U.S. Uh, this is how big Kenny Rogers was. In a joint poll between USA Today and People Magazine in 1986. So this is not nothing. Again, I try not to pull out random internet polls just to try and say something interesting from some nobody website. Sure. Okay, this is USA Today and People Magazine did a joint poll in 1986 and named Kenny Rogers, voted Kenny Rogers in that poll, favorite singer of all time. Holy cow. All time. And magazines in 86 were the craze. Yeah. I mean, that's the uh, thing. Yeah. So Sinatra. Yeah. Michael Jackson, Aretha, Doug Stone, <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, by gosh, Rogers. Goodness gracious. B- favorite singer of all time. Okay, now maybe a little recency bias. That was his absolute peak, uh, right? 86, yeah. But he's still, hot. like, Michael Jackson was at his peak. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Or like, mid 80s. Like, yeah, that's you know what I'm true. talking about? Like, there's so many. So that shocked me. That shocked yeah, me. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Male singers with most. AC number one top tens. Yeah, that would be Elvis, Neil Diamond. R- really? Neil Diamond? Elvis, Neil Diamond, Elton John, and Kenny Cluckin Rogers. <laughs> yes. Okay. Kenny Cluckin Rogers. Three Grammys, 19 nominations. <laughs> he has charted records. Listen to this. He has charted records in each of the last seven decades. That's amazing. Seven decades. The guy's been making hits since the 50s. Oh, Kenny Cluckin Rogers. And he was old then. In man, the 50s. In the 50s he yeah. had the gray he beard. He had a beard, yeah. Uh, I mean, The Gambler, are you serious? Kenny Cluckin Rogers. That's a great song. Did I mention uh, he made delicious chicken? That's right. He did, because he did that too. <laughs> I uh, remember going to Kenny Rogers' restaurant. Do you I remember? do too. Yeah, there was Knoxville? one very, very near to my house in, in Chattanooga okay. when I was growing up. We ate there a lot. Yeah. I actually got sick of it. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Darn you, Kitty Rudd. Yeah. I was the opposite. In the Seinfeld episode, Kramer starts boycotting uh, Kenny Rogers roasters, and then he ends up falling in love with it, in love with it, and secretly like hiding, and he's eating chicken yeah. in his bed or whatever, you know, trying to hide the fact that he loves it. But it's because they were shining the their neon light, the yeah, neon. was shining in his window, and then he ends up falling in love with it. Uh, I kind of had the opposite. I ate it so much that I was like, "Get Kenny Rogers chicken away from me, please." <laughs> um, so the next time we visit Malaysia, you're not going to be rushing to the Kenny Rogers. I might. I might. I, it's yeah. been a long time. Yeah. You know, I could see. I could. I could for old times' sake. You know what I mean? To, just to see a little taste of nostalgia. Yeah, Kenny. Just bring some. Bring some chicken into the bath. We're, we're, <laughs> we'll be fine. Me and Kenny Rogers splitting a chicken in the bathtub. What's wrong with that? That's our you podcast. Know, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, you got some more on Kenny covers. Like we got to talk about some covers because there's Please a really Please tell good... me Leo Maricholi made a cover of this. I don't have the Leo oh, Maricholi. Dang version, it. The metal version. I'm going to save one, but Barry Manilow and Reba did one. 
ripoffs. Uh, uh, yeah. Come on. Kylie Minogue and Jake Shears. They're just trying to find it. Listen, Barry Manilow and Reba did this for people who couldn't remember who did the original. Yeah, to take the credit. Like, yeah. oh, I knew that was Barry and Reba. That's yeah. funny, yeah. Uh, Blake Shelton and Emily Ann Roberts. Now, Barry Gibb and Olivia Newton-John did one, and that kind of makes sense okay. to me on okay. levels because, obviously, Barry wrote it, and I feel like Olivia Newton-John's the right one to sing opposite yeah. Barry Gibb. That makes like, sense. So I thought that makes sense. That makes great sense. But I'm going to go modern, and the one that we talked about that, if y'all haven't seen Jimmy Fallon and Miley Cyrus do it, yeah, it's, aw- it's like, awesome. Look it up. So Watch it. Yeah. It's better to watch. Yes, absolutely. So what they did is they recreated Kenny and Dolly... They did this at the Grammys, um, and in at peak Kenny and Dolly, like it's every bit Kenny and Dolly at their you know at their tops, and um, and so Jimmy and and um, Miley, Miley, geez, so so Jimmy and Miley, who is uh, Dolly, is Miley's godmother, by the way. Um, they they recreated it like. The whole it's look, perfect. everything. It's, it's, it's amazing. I don't pride myself on being a Miley Cyrus fan at all, but Me? I became, I gave her respect yeah. after that. I was like, well done, Miley. That's right. She really did kill she it. She gained some points for me. The one thing that she, the one thing that she didn't do, um, there's a certain, if you watch the two back to back, you'll see that Miley kills the parts, right? Miley kills the, the actual notes. Uh, but you watch Dolly do it, and Dolly does it like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And f- and for Miley, at least her facial expressions make Take it look some like effort. it's requiring some effort, uh-huh. right? Dolly does it with this effortless, you know what I mean? This she is just be taking a nap. Who she it, is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my, she, Miley killed it. Props yeah. to Miley on that. She really killed it. And Jimmy. Jimmy, he looks like Jimmy. He, he pulls it off. He pulls the it beard off. looks he, wonderful. For the most part, he nails the harmonies, even the higher stuff. Like, he's a little afraid of it, you can tell. Yeah. But he gets it pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. He's a pretty solid singer. Love to see his uh, his his covers and stuff. Um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's a great one. I, have you heard Barry Gibbs' demo? I haven't. In, no. In the mid two thousands or late late first decade of the two thousands, they what do you call that? The aughts, the zeros. Wow. The, uh, you can't just call it the two thousands because that's a millennium. You know what I'm saying? So like the zeros. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard it called the aughts, but that just sounds so old timey. You know what I mean? Let's go do the jitterbug and you know. <laughs> I remember back in the aughts. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, Kenny Rogers but, in the fifties was doing the jitterbug. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Barry Gibbs demo got released in, in the latter part of that decade. And, um, and it's really good. It's really good. It sounds, it sounds like a BG song, you know what I mean? But it kind of should, it's like a, it's like a disco ballad. It's like break time at the disco. How far down his shirt is unbuttoned. (laughs) Very smooth. I like the vocal effect they have where it's got reverb, but it cuts off like at the end of his line. So it doesn't bleed over. Gated reverb. Nice. I don't hate it. He wrote it, so he can sing it. I dig it. Yeah, nice. Get get it, Barry Gibb. On the Barry Gibb talk show. Oh, man, so good with the Living Jimmy. It up. Speaking of Jimmy Fallon, That's there right. we go. Jimmy Fallon and Barry Gibb. Justin <laughs> Timberlake on there, too. The uh, I feel like you should talk about the Fuji's guy, Proz or whatever, with Ghetto Superstar. Yeah, that was a weird thing. What was it from the movie Bullworth, I want to say? Oh, with I uh, heard you singing it, and I was um, like, oh, wow, I didn't even... Yeah, there's... Th- so if you go and just look up 
either covers or um, what's it called, like interpolations of this. Um, there's a, a million, right? Um, is interpolation and, a real word? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that word. Yeah, it's it's when you take something and you you present it again with some changes. I think basically is an, interp- an interpolation. Um, I could be mad wrong on that, but um, yeah. So it's, it's you know, ghetto ghetto superstar became. A, a thing as a as a hook for a hip hop song, you know, using the the melody for this and the you know the rhythm of this, but just change you know changing lyrics and that happens that happens you know a fair bit, especially in hip hop, it happens quite often. You know, they'll use a familiar hook but change the lyrics. It's not a parody, you know what I mean? Uh, it's a tribute. Yeah, it's know. yeah, that's it. Sure, sure, the, sure. Um, I don't want to end with. Things that knocked it off the charts, but <laughs> did you see what knocked it off in 83? Uh, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. Oh, really? Knocked it off as number one. Oh. And then 17 years later, after the song was released, another interesting note that I forgot to go over is 17 years later, after the song was released, was the next time that a country song hit the top position of the top 100. Of the Hot 100. Of the so Hot like, 100, and that was Lone Star's Amazed song. That's shocking. Yeah. That that that, that song, those the, don't that gap, belong in the same conversation. In the gap of, sp- of space that nothing better reached number one wow. than uh, Shout to the Lord, that a.k.a. Amazed happened. by Lone Star. <laughs> uh, but the best thing that it did in terms of domination is it knocked Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler yeah. off of the number one spot. So that's there you funny. go. So. Like, that's how big of a – think about that. Total Eclipse of the Heart is pretty big. Yeah, right? That's a classic. Like, Still that's big. That's a legendary song. Got knocked off by a country song. That's how big this song was. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got, got knocked out of the number one spot by Kenny and Dolly. That's a lot more large amazing. pop following at in eighty three than country following. Yeah. So good job to Kenny and Dolly. Yeah, how about that? Um you got anything else? I'm on tapped. Song you're tapped. Okay. I am tapped to except for one thing, and that is uh I want to play the horn line that comes in. The, the two things ha- kind of happen crossing over one another. Okay. That's the horn line coming in as kind of the there's not a bridge to this song, but the horns give it a musical interlude, right? Break it up. And then Dolly's got this ad lib that is just one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. So those things are happening at the same time. I want to play uh, uh, just a little bit of it. From one lover to another. It's a four flat six one if you're counting at home. I feel like we should play it, start it from there, and play it out. That's Let's how we'll send it. you guys on. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for two years. Man, you've been, we've been floating on. Goodness gracious. Out to sea for two years we got now. more years with you guys, too. We're, not, right. we're not tapped. We're not done. Can't wait. So uh, grab that person next to you. <laughs> grab their hand. Let's turn on the bath. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Good. Island's in the stream. Crank it up. We'll see you next week. Find, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash uh, great song pod. Or just search Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly, and you'll see us there. Uh, we have a lot of fun there during the week. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Great Song Pod. And as always, you can go to greatsongpodcast.com for show archives, merch, and more. Go back. If you just discovered us within the past year or so, go back and listen to some of our earlier stuff. We, Absolutely. You might find something in there that you like, theory-wise, band member-wise, joke-wise, 
<laughs> Animal fact-wise, right. who knows? Some of the stuff that we repeat every week that you're like, what the crap are they talking about? <laughs> Go back to like season one and you'll, you'll hear you'll the genesis it. of some of these jokes. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music. Sail away with me to another world.